Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. First Thessalonians 5, 15 to 22. If you've got that, uh, one thing that I will say tonight is uh, if you don't have Bible Gateway app on your phone, download the Bible Gateway app and uh, check it out there. Now, Caroline is going, no, that's the wrong one. No, this is the right one. The Bible Gateway app is something that I listen to, is that you can go on and you can go through the scriptures through it. Uh, it's one thing that I use, when I, it's a tool that I use when it comes to preparing message or even just reading through the Bible myself. It comes up with a daily verse. Uh, but also, too, what I love about this app is that you can go in and you can press play and you can actually listen to the scriptures over and over again. And it will just go through. And, and this is what I, I love doing is that when I'm asleep or when I'm about to go to sleep at night or when I wake up in the morning, and who knows, when you have kids, you get woken up early. Like, honestly, I have kids and sometimes I'm awake at 4 o'clock in the morning. Other times it's 1.30. Yeah, they come knocking in. Dad, I'm a bit scared. Dad, I've just had a bad dream. Dad, I just need to go to the toilet. And you know, sometimes at that time of night, when they do go to the toilet, they miss everything. And so sometimes you need the Word of God just to wash over you while you're trying to sleep. The blood of Jesus, you know, the grace and the mercy of God just to speak to you so you can fall asleep. But, but these things happen in life. And, and so what I, I love doing is I love the app where I can just sit and I, I just listen. But I want to encourage you tonight. If you don't have a routine, if you don't have a place to go and just read the Word, if that's not a priority in your life, make it a priority. Well, Sam, I, I don't have time. Do you know how busy I am? Good. Make time. Find a time where you can do if you're If you're like me and you have a long day, when you hit that pillow, start listening. Start listening. And this is what I love is just being able just to sit down in quiet place and just read the Word. And so I want to encourage you as a church to sit down and read the Word. And then the other thing is, is that when you start to read a scripture, you don't have to read a whole lot. You know, some people are like, you know, I've just got to read the whole book of James. Good on you, man. You go do that. I'm not saying don't do that, but good on you. Sometimes we just need to read a bit of scripture, take a bit out of it. And this is the first thing here is Thessalonians 5, 15 to 22. Like, I just picked this scripture. I just read this scripture and it was like, wow. How much is in this scripture? There's not much here. It says, hey, don't be hateful to people. Just because they're hateful to you, rather be good to each other and to everyone else. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Whatever happens, keep thanking God because of Jesus Christ. This is what God wants you to do. Don't turn away from God's spirit or ignore prophecies. Put everything to test Accept what is good and don't have anything to do <laughs> with evil. I read that and this was just this week. I was just pondering over that scripture and I was like, wow, how many things in this verse, in these couple of verses right here that I can apply to my life? You know, for some of us in this room, we'd read that scripture and we'd get nothing out of it. It'd be like, so? Well, right there, it tells you. In the first statement, 
What's it say? It says, don't be hateful to people that actually hate you. Whoa. How many people right now you know that have got it in for you? And it's like, you know, it's like they're coming for you. And the Bible just says, you know what? Actually, don't hate upon them. Actually, don't be there. Don't, don't hate upon them. But instead, it says, rather, be good to each other and to everyone else. I want to say tonight, this is what I believe, is that we are called to pursue good. That is the title. We are called to pursue good. This scripture talks about being intentional and being deliberate. So tonight I want to share a couple of things. The first thing is this, is the first one is, is that we need to be good. You need to be, have intentionality around your life and be good. Now, I mean, be good. In other words, you need to start telling those around you, not in an arrogant way, but you know how good I am. And I turn to the person next to you and say, you, you know how good I am? Do you realize I am good? Like, I am, I'm the, you know, I, I, I've had, you know, I've had Ben Jami doing some work around here. And, and, you know, he doesn't actually make the statement. He doesn't say, hey, I'm good. You just walk around and you just know he's good. You know, those people, you know, don't they make you sick? They actually don't have to say a word, but you look at them and they're just there. And it's like, man, they're good. And it's like it just oozes out of them. And it's like, it's like, you know, and, and they can just walk through and it's like, I'm good. Like, I, I just, I, I believe that's how God wants us to be. Is that actually, we don't actually have to make that statement and big note ourselves and say, you know how good I am? Did I ever tell you how good I No, no, it's just the way you live. Is that when people start to look at you, they know that you're good. I, I read this scripture and it says, just be good. Hey, just be good. Actually, just be good to those that you know. In other words, the scripture here is saying, be good to everyone in this room. Be good to everyone in this room. You know, turn to the person next to you and say, you know what, I'm, I'm called to be good to you. I, I, actually, if you haven't been good to them tonight, you need to actually confess and say, hey, I haven't been that good to you tonight, but I'm going to be good from now on. But if you read that scripture, it says, hey, be good to those that you know. But then it also says, hey, be good to everyone else. You know what that means? That means this, is that we're not supposed to be good to the people just that we know. We're not supposed to help out the ones that we know intentionally. We're actually to look for those that we don't know, those that are outside these walls and actually bring good, be good to the world that we live in. You know, I pray this, that the people will know us by how good we are outside these walls. Not in an arrogant way, but by the way that we act, the example that we set. So when I read through Thessalonians right here, I go, wow, this is what, you know, we are called to think about the wider community. We are called to be bigger than just who we are here. We are called to bring good into this world. You and I, God calls us to look beyond ourselves. Be good to each other and be good to everyone else. God calls us to be that. Do you live that within your life right now? I start reading through the scripture again. It says this, it says, always be joyful. Always be joyful. <laughs> you know, I know I need to smile more. 
I know it. I know it. My wife goes, why don't you smile more? I'm happy on the inside. I'm cheering like, you know, Jared's here. We're going to have a praise party. Woo! I'm like, yeah. And they're like, why don't you shout? I am. I'm, I got the joy of the Lord inside of me. I'm dancing. I'm two-stepping. I'm like that. You know, my personality is like, I love a holiday where there's no people. That's my personality. And so, you know, to be joyful, it's like, here I read this scripture and it says, hey, always be joyful. Well, my name isn't Chelsea Vanderpoel. No, like I'm not always fun, like, you don't, you know, but I am deep down. I'm smiling all the time. You know, even over Christmas, those moments, those days, you know, when you don't feel like it, it says, hey, be joyful. In and out of season, when things are going great, be joyful. When things are terrible, be joyful. Just have this constant joy of the Lord going through. That's me. Not up and down, but, but we've got to have joy around our life. It's like those, you know, who had those Christmas photos this year? Anyone else? Like, what is it with grandparents and, and nanas is that you go around for the Christmas dinner. Everyone sits around the table and they've got to get everyone in the shot. Does everyone know that? And it's like, hey, come on, let's show a bit of joy. Let's smile. It's like that. Everyone say, cheese. Cheese. And you're like, and you've always got that one kid that never smiles. That one kid that pokes out their tongue. That, you know, but God says, hey, let's be joyful all the time. Let's be joyful. What happened if I got the Estonian up here right now? Come on. With his camera. Now, I bet you. Cheese. I, I bet you right now. If we were to take a photo right now, and we're supposed to be joyful all the time. I bet you if we took a photo right now, there'd be someone like this. <laughs> I am joyful all the time. So I, I want to try this. Take one photo and you can find this photo on Instagram. And I want you to see who is the one who is joyful all the time. No, we've got no lights. you just got to take the photo. You're apparently supposed to be good. Just be good. Come on, you're awesome. I've seen your photos. It's my wife, so it's the best photo in the whole world. Like, be good, you know. In other words, turn the frown upside down. Thank you, sir. You're good. Turn the frown upside down. I how many of us right now read that script and go, you know, I actually probably need to do something with this frown. I need to make sure that people know that I'm joyful. Joy always, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 10. It says, and we are always happy. We are always happy, even in times of suffering. Although we are poor, we are made many people rich. And though we own nothing, everything is ours. When you have the joy of the Spirit, when you have God inside your life, everything is yours. Everything is ours. 
We can walk with confidence. We can walk with the joy of our salvation into any situation and know this, that God has it in the palm of his hands. The situation might look good. It might look grim. But we know with the spirit of God inside of us that we can walk in there with confidence, with the joy of our salvation. Next one it says, it says, hey, that we need to never stop praying. Rejoice always and never stop praying. I know this, is that we are in a spiritual battle. We are in a spiritual battle right now. You know, as Christians, we are called to be naturally spiritual and spiritually natural. We are called to be those things. We are called to here to live here on earth, but live in another realm. We have the hosts of heaven just waiting to move on our command. We have the hosts of heaven just waiting there for a whisper, for a prayer, for a desire. As you lift it up to the petition of heaven, as God comes through, he will answer your prayers. We are called to never cease praying. Ephesians 6 verse 18. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. You and I are called to pray. We are called to intercede for those that we love. We are called to intercede for those that are in need, those that are hurting, those that are lost, those that need healing. We are called to intercede. We are called to pray. You know, prayer is what releases the heavenly host to fight on our behalf. You know, right now, if you're in a battle naturally, but you know that naturally you can't win, you need a supernatural answer, you need to pray. Well, yeah, I've been praying. Well, then maybe you need to get some other saints around your life and together declare in one accord, together come together, the fervent prayers of the righteous avail much. You and I, we're caught. Naturally, you've been pushing. Maybe it's been for a week. Maybe a day, maybe it's been years and and this one thing that you've been believing for, one thing that has been coming against you, right? I will say this, have you gone to that place? Have you gone to that secret place in prayer and given it over to God? Have you said, God, right now, I, I know that I can't break through in the natural But God, right now, I'm giving it to you. And now, it's your issue. It's your problem. You need to do something about it. And see what takes place. I love the praise reports that come in week in and week out. I love Jared. He gets up here and he goes, you know what? At the last service of the year, we're going to thank God for what's taken place over the year. In this church right now, in individual lives, we've seen healing, we've seen provision, we've seen breakthrough, we've seen salvation, we've seen peace of mind, we've seen all those things come through, but only those things come through prayer and fasting. Those things come through by the saints coming together and lifting up the name of Jesus. We need to pray without ceasing. Always be in tune to the Spirit of God. In that, we need to be thankful. We need to be thankful. We need to always thank God. Uh, I 
find it so amazing how people receive the miracle from God. I've seen people receive a miracle of healing. They've been healed of cancer. They believe God for cancer. And then all of a sudden they, they get their healing and they, they forget about God. They forget about God. They start walking away from God. And then all their world goes pear-shaped. And, and then they come back and they say, and I'm like, well, do you remember that time that God healed you? Do you remember that time that God came through for you? Do you remember that time where God, oh, I remember that time. Well, did you actually thank him for it or did you walk away from him? When you receive a miracle from God, he will never take it back. But always make sure you thank him for it. Always make sure you come back and you thank him for the miracle that he's given you. Thank him for the things that he's come through for, for you. I remember the story of the, the lepers where with Jesus, the ten lepers, Jesus you know, he heals the lepers. And he says to the lepers, he heals the lepers, he says to the lepers, you know what, go off to the priests so that they can declare that you're clean so that you can go back and live among the people. You know, in that moment, the lepers, they ran off. But what we find is in that story, one leper ran back and bowed down at Jesus' feet. And Jesus was like, well, where are the others? Weren't, no, I've come back. You know, what took place in that moment when he came and thanked and he worshipped God, when he worshipped Jesus, the scripture says that he was made whole. You know, leprosy is a disease that you lose parts of your body. The others were cleansed, but he was made whole. When I read that statement, I wonder what happened when he came back to be made whole. Did his nose automatically appear? Maybe that ear that dropped off because of the leprosy all of a sudden grew back. It's scripture says he was made whole. How many of us take part of the miracle and run off when God's actually got more for you? You know, God isn't just interested in giving you a part miracle. God is more interested in making you whole. He says, come as you are, but I love you so much that I will never leave you the way that you are. Come and I will make you whole. How many of us need to come back with a thankful heart so he can finish the job? So he can finish the job. You might be believing for healing. But he's got restoration in store as well. Is it all of a sudden you take hold of the healing and you run? But he's like, you know, I was only part finished because I wanted to make you whole. I wanted to heal the hurt. I wanted to heal the unforgiveness. I wanted to heal your mentality. I wanted to heal everything around your life. I wanted to bring you back into favor, into relationship, so that you can walk in prosperity, so that you can walk in my spirit. How many of us fall short of the miracle that God actually has for us. Well, I, I tried God. You don't try God. You don't try God. You give yourself over to God. When you give yourself over to God, He can do what He needs to do in you and through you. So when I read through Thessalonians, these are the things that go through my mind as I was there just listening to it. I was like, you know what, I've listened to it right now. I need to open the scriptures and actually read what's in these verses. Come with thankfulness. As you 
enter out of 2019, enter out with thankfulness. Think back of what God has done around your life and through you. And the other thing is that I find here is number five is, is that don't turn away from God's Spirit. Don't turn away from God's Spirit. In other words, some versions say, hey, don't quench the Spirit of God. You know, through the Spirit of God comes our power as Christians. It comes our power as Christians. Don't quench the Spirit of God. When we fail to listen to the Spirit of God's promptings, we quench Him. When we fail to listen to the Spirit of God, we quench Him. Tonight, as Christians, will you listen to the Spirit of God? Will you listen to the promptings of the Spirit to pray? Will you listen to the promptings of the Spirit to be generous? Will you listen to the promptings of the Spirit to give someone a word? What I mean by that is, is as you're maybe driving in your car and all of a sudden you, you get a prompting in your heart that you need to pray for someone. Well, you know, I, I, I just need to start to pray for Ash. I just have him on my spirit right now as I'm driving. I'm like, God, okay, you've prompted my heart right now. God, I just pray for Ash right now. I declare the blood of Jesus over his life. Lord God, right now, whatever that prompting is, God, I pray that you just show me what it is. And as God starts to speak to you, you start to pray over that person. What I find is that sometimes God will put someone on my heart. I'll start to pray for them. I'll start to declare the blood of God over their life. And then within the next couple of days, all of a sudden, out of the blue, I'll run into them. It'll be like at Westfield. It could be anywhere down the street at a place where I never, ever go. And all of a sudden, I bump into ash. And I'm like, wow, man, I've been praying for you. God put you on my spirit and now we're here together. Hey, I just want to let you know God loves you and, and He's put you on my heart. Now, I don't know what's going on in Ash's world. But when I look at those moments and I look at those situations, I, I know that it is a divine appointment by the Spirit of God. Because nine out of ten times, I'll share that and Ash will probably go, well, Man, actually, life hasn't been that. I got some. Ch- well, great, let's sit down and talk about it because I've been praying for you. But how many of us, how many of us pull away? How many of us ignore and fail when it comes to the promptings of the Holy Spirit? Tonight, I want to say, church, don't negate prompting of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit says, pray, pray. When the Holy Spirit gives you a word for someone, don't hold back. Don't hold back. Because God will give you a time and a place to deliver that word. You know, God might have given you a word tonight for someone. And I believe God does speak to people when we come into corporate gatherings like this. So there are many people here tonight will have a word for God for someone in this room. And for some of us, we think, you know, we're not the pastor, we're not the leader. Oh, I'll never have an opportunity to get up on stage and share the word. But friend, it's actually not about just getting up on stage and sharing the word. 
Sometimes when God speaks to you, it's not about sharing it from the stage, but it's actually about walking across the room and speaking to that person individually. Well, yeah, I don't have the courage for that. Well, friend, today, if you don't have the courage to share that word tonight, this is what I would say to you. Ask God and say, Spirit, if you want me to share this word, God, if you want me to share this word with someone, this week I pray that you give me an opportunity. Because sometimes what will happen is God will make a divine appointment for you to meet that person during the week. And then in that moment, you're like, God, I know that word is true because this moment would never have happened if I hadn't have asked you. Don't quench the Spirit of God around your life. Don't quench the Spirit of God. It says also, don't despise prophecy. What is a prophecy? It's a message from God. Prophets used to bring the message of God. And they used to declare the Word of God. They hear the Word of God. Today, it's for individuals in the church where we hear the Word of God and we, we can prophesy over people's lives. But what I love is that the Bible itself is a prophecy. And if you want to declare the Word of God precisely, open your Bible. Open your Bible. Parents, if you want to prophesy over your children, open your Bible. Start to declare the Word of God. Start to prophesy. Start to speak Scripture over your young ones. Friends, tonight, if you've got family members away from God, if you've got parents that aren't fellowshipping with God, start to declare the Word of God over their life. Start to pray for them in your, in your prayers. Declare the Word of God. Prophesy the Word of God. Come on, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I will prophesy that in my prayer time. I'll prophesy that when I'm driving the car. When there is a need of healing within my family, I'm like, God, by your blood, we are healed. By the shedding of your blood, we are healed right now. And as you start to speak those words, you are prophesying the very words of God over your family. We are called as Christians to prophesy. We are called as Christians to declare. You know, tonight, each and every one of us has declared the Word of God in this place. Do you realize that? We've prophesied. We've worshipped. When we stand up and we declare the Word of God, when we stand up and we praise God, what we're doing is we're declaring God. What are the lyrics in those songs? Declarations. When we sing out, He is a way maker, what are we saying? We're declaring, He is a way maker. We're declaring, He is God. As we start to sing those things, we are declaring it in the spirit realm. Friend, don't quench the spirit of God around your life. Don't quench the Holy Spirit in your life. We are called to prophesy. We are called to declare. We are called to pray. We are called to intercede. Tonight, friend, how's your spirit life? 
Are you entwined with the Spirit of God? Are you walking with our Savior? Are you fellowshipping with our Savior? Uh, it also talks about it in Thessalonians there. It says, hey, test the words of God. Test those that prophesy. In 1 John 4, 2-3, it says, By this you will know and recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in flesh as a man is from God. God is its source. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that He has come in flesh, but would deny any of the Son's true nature, is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and now is already in this world. In other words, acknowledging the name of Jesus, that He is divine, that He is the Son of God, that He put on flesh, He roamed this earth, and we believe in our heart that He is the King of Kings. Tonight, do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? The power of praise is prophecy. Declaring the Word of God is prophecy. And we're going to have a praise party in a minute. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus. And in this place, I will say this, is you get to your feet. You stir your spirit, man. And you declare and you mean every word. And as you mean every word, the heavens will open. The spiritual realm will shift over your circumstance, over your community, over your family, over your situation, over your life, over your mindsets, over your heart. As you start to declare with the spirit of truth, with the spirit of truth. Why? Because darkness can't stand around. Why? Because as you declare, the hosts of heaven will do battle for you. The hosts of heaven will come to your defense. As you break the spiritual realm, as you break through, as you declare. And the last one is Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, my friends, keep your minds on whatever is true, pure, right, holy, friendly, and proper. Keep your minds on whatever is true, pure, right, holy, friendly, and proper. Keep your mind. In other words, bring your mind back. When it starts to wander, when it starts to wander from the things of God, bring it back. Why? Because we're the ones responsible for it. God's not responsible. We're responsible. He he calls us to bring it back. He calls us to bring it back, to think on those things, transforming our mind, those thoughts, those places. Bring it back. Bring it back. If we are to have the power of the Spirit working through our lives, if we are to do all that God's called us to do, we need to to bring it back. Focus. Focus on those things. Don't ever stop thinking about what is truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. I read that last bit. Never stop thinking about what is truly worthwhile and worthy of praise. Tonight, in your world right now, 
what is truly worthwhile? What is truly worthwhile? What is worthy of praise in your life right now? What is worthwhile? Something that is worthwhile is salvation, is forgiveness, is healing, is restoration. What is worthy of praise? What God has done for us, switching us out, saying, hey, listen, you are, I know that you can never repay. I know that you could never come into relationship by yourself. But you know what? I'm going to send my son and I'm going to pay the price. In other words, I'm switching you out so that you can walk with me. I'm going to pay the price of death, something that you could never pay, and I'm going to switch you out. That is worthy of praise. Tonight, what is worthy of praise in your life? Think about those things. Meditate on those things. Tonight, Father, you are worthy. You are worthy. So next time you open the Word of God, what are you going to get out of the Scripture? When you sit there and you listen to a couple of verses, and tonight that was only got to count now. Seven verses. So, wow, I could probably live the rest of the year off just those seven verses. And he's given me enough to work on. Be good. Always joyful. Cheese. Never stop praying. Keep thanking God. Don't turn away his spirit. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message empowers you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We would love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We're so excited to see you there.